The comments heard on The View from a Pew are those of Mac McCoy and are not necessarily the opinions of his guests, his producer Garth, any one particular denomination or religion, the church lady, Mr. Lemke, Pastor Craig, or anyone else of sound mind and body. Now here is today's The View from a Pew, heard all around the world on YouTube. Just search for The View from a Pew. Thank you and welcome to the Friday edition of The View from a Pew here on your local radio station. But as we live in 2023, there are so many other places you can share in this ministry. If you go to YouTube or your Facebook page or someplace where there's a visual, we recommend that you go to YouTube.com and then search for The View from a Pew. You'll find a, a large picture on our site giving you the um, 20-some places you can find not only the audio but the video. And the video isn't anything fancy. It's simply to show you we are who we are. Uh, There's transparency in this program and in our ministry. All right, my co-host, as always, is Delmar Austin. And this week, we've been asking the question, what does the Bible say about sin? And even though I know some people don't like to talk about that, and I'm not crazy about it either. But if we don't talk about sin, how can we talk about forgiveness? You got the yin and the yang. So today, it's grace resolves the problem of sin. And we are continuing what we've said throughout this week. The Bible clearly tells us sin leads to death. It's very dangerous stuff. Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We all are in the same boat as far as the problem of sin that we have in our lives. And sin clearly is lawlessness. It is breaking the commands that God has given to us. Yes, we have a sinful nature, but yes, all of us make choices too in life. And those choices that we make are against the very simple, clear truths that God has given to us, and God wants us to understand that. Now, knowing all that, that what the Bible has told us, the most important thing about sin is that God has a solution for it. God didn't just let us fall into sin and then just end up uh, dying and uh, eventually sinking down because of uh, the sin surrounding us everywhere. No, God has a solution to the problem of sin, and God has done that through his plan of salvation for this world. And the truth that we need to know and understand is that we need to look to Jesus because Jesus is the focal point of the plan of salvation. It is through what Jesus Christ did that we receive salvation. And And remember John's uh, quote of Jesus in the book of John. You, if when you know the truth, you will be set free. And the truth he's talking about is who he is, who his father is, and how we are imperfect, sinful human beings. And that truth does tell us that. 
of the problem that we have of sin. It's that elephant in the room that we need to deal with. But here's the answer. 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to what? Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So what God does is forgives those sins that we have committed, and he works in this process to cleanse our lives. It doesn't happen all at once. It doesn't just suddenly, God doesn't sprinkle magic dust, and now all we do is have victory after victory in the Christian life. But there is a change. There is a a huge change that happens when we acknowledge our sin, recognize the kind of sinners that we are, and by faith in Jesus Christ, receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit begins to make that, that uh, change in our lives. Uh, you know, I just did a road trip, Mac. And uh, have you ever been on a road trip where you, where you take the wrong exit and you start going oh, off yeah. the wrong way? Even here in Omaha, I'm doing that. Yeah, and then sometimes, you yeah. know, if you're out there, you can go miles yeah. before you recognize that, no, no, you're going the wrong way. you got to turn around. Well, this is what God does in our lives. We're driving down the interstate, and we take a wrong turn. And actually, we, we do one of these loops and we're actually going the wrong direction. Yeah. We're, we've fallen into sin. We've fallen into temptation. And we go a ways down the road, and we suddenly realize, hey, I'm going the wrong way. Yeah. i got to turn around. So what I do is I take the next exit. I make that loop again. I turn around, and I start going the right way. Now, at those points in my life, I may look pretty much the same. To people as they're looking at me, oh, you look pretty much the same as you did yesterday. Yeah, but the point is, I turned around. Yeah. Now I'm going in a completely new direction. And that's what God does in our lives. He points us in a new direction. We start going towards him and start going towards his kingdom. And our life begins to change as the power of the Holy Spirit works in our life. Now, we get to Romans 8, 1 through 4, and it says that, I'm sorry, back up, 1 John 3, 6 through 9, whoever has been born of God does not sin. What does that mean? Because we're all sinners until we, you know, pass through and live with him. Well, John starts out his book, his, his letter that he writes in 1 John chapter 1, and we re- read it earlier this week, uh, of the fact that if I say that I have not sinned, then I'm a liar. Mm-hmm. So, so John understands the reality of sin in our life, but he means when he says this, whoever has been born of God does not sin, does not continue down the wrong road, going the wrong direction. That's what he wants us to understand. If we see Jesus Christ, if we see the forgiveness that he offers, the grace that is solving this problem of, my, of our sin, and we say, eh, it's nice, but I'm going to stay on, I'm going to stay on the highway going this direction, then, then we don't have that grace. We have to acknowledge the fact we're going the wrong way and that 
by the grace of God, he can change our direction. So we turn around, we go, we start going the right direction again. It, John d- doesn't suggest here that suddenly we're perfect right. because we've accepted Jesus Christ. Progress, not perfection. That's right. But a person that just says, oh, I'm just going to continue this direction no matter, even if I see that God offers me grace, I don't want to leave. <laughs> I'm having too much fun. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm happy doing it on my own. He doesn't make us turn around. He allows us that choice to turn around, and then our life begins to change. Delmar Austin is my co-host. I'm Mac McCoy. This is The View from a Pew. And we're talking, it's the last day of this conversation, what does the Bible say about sin? You know, you asked me about broken relationships at the end of the last program. There are so many broken relationships that we have in life. I had a chance to do this trip last weekend. I went up to an area where I had church members. And, of course, they fill me in with all the things that are happening, and some are great, and I see growth in people's lives. But they also tell me some of the other stuff. You know, this person and that person clashed and had disagreements, and there's problems in the church over this or that. It's, it's the reality of life around us. And we have so many ways in this world today to break relationships with others. And sometimes we, we get really angry with people around us because they don't, they don't agree with our politics. They don't agree with our ideas about science or race or climate or, or all these different things. These break up relationships. God wants us to have good relationships. A sign of sin in our lives is broken relationships. Yeah, and sometimes when we do wrong, it's the Father calling us to please repent, come closer to me. You know, there, there, there are really only two ways to operate in this world. You operate under God's will or you don't. And that will, you may think that you make that decision, but as Paul makes so clear in Romans, we are slaves to sin and we must recognize that the Father is the master and that's the one we choose to choose. In a true relationship with Jesus Christ, we come back to God. We recognize we need him. We come back to him. And the changes that he begins making in our lives is we come back to others too. We come back to relationships, break relationships that have been broken, relationships that where people have been hurt. We come back to those relationships, and by the grace of God, those relationships can be restored. Now, I will admit in human relationships, it's a two-way street, and people have to be willing, and sometimes uh, there are people that do not want forgiveness, and they don't want restoration. But we do everything possible to restore those relationships with others. So what parts of the story of Jesus help us, I don't know, better understand the struggle with sin and the devil? Well, even in the life of Jesus, Jesus is fully God, fully man, right? Mm-hmm. So he experiences the fullness of what man goes through. So he's got to experience temptation. And he goes 
on those on those he goes to this to the desert before he uh, continues before I'm sorry I'm saying this wrong he goes to the desert before he begins his ministry yes and while he's there in the wilderness he faces the temptation that of Satan uh three major times and he's got to make his his uh choices there as as fully human, is he going to trust in God, and is he going to follow God's ways? He goes through the real temptation yeah. of of facing sin, and chooses not to sin, chooses to trust in God instead. And that's his human side, and that's where we come in. Jesus shows us that we can choose not to sin, and it shows us the reality of temptation in our lives, even when we're a follower of God. Jesus follows his Father. Jesus knows his Father better than any of us, and yet it is a real struggle in Jesus' life. It was not just, oh, that's easy. I can easily do that. Jesus had to make choices. He had to struggle with the issue of sin. And if we think that living the Christian life means no more struggles, no more issues with sin, we're wrong. It's going to be real in our lives. That was one time, it's very clear, Jesus is struggling with that problem of sin. Yeah, I was helping somebody the other day, and they say, how do you get through it when you're all uh, freaked out or uh, worrying about something? And I said, know that inside these struggles, God has a blessing for you. And in the end, if you look for the blessing rather than worry about the anxiety and the trouble, uh, you won't get that blessing. It'll, it'll overlook you. So in the middle of struggles, there is always, always a blessing. Amen. And God will bring peace in our lives. All right. Next week on this program, it's going to be what the Bible says about forgiveness. Are you, are you picking up a, a pattern here? In the end, in all, we do receive the forgiveness that he grants us from dying on the cross. Amen. We want to thank our sponsor, DivineTruthChristian.com. They are not only a, uh, a, a brick-and-mortar store here in Omaha where we record this, but they're online, and you can get anything you want online or in person at DivineTruthChristian.com. We'll be back Monday. If we're not here, just find Jesus. We'll be with him. Where you'll find more.